Hallelujah. Is that your deepest desire? That's all that matters. Holy Ghost, we welcome thee. Good morning, saints. This is a celebration feast. So I like to see smiling faces. Because at a celebration, there's no sad faces. The word has been spoken already. This is a victory camp. And we see the painting behind us. That was the skit of Joshua. Amen. The walls of Jericho coming down. Amen. And I believe last night, several walls of unbelief have come down. But this morning is another service. Amen. And I say, Holy Spirit, come down. Amen. And destroy every wall of unbelief. Amen. That's what camp is all about. Activities are great. Amen. But the Holy Ghost is much greater. Amen. Because that lasts forever. Amen. Last uh, Yesterday afternoon, I was getting ready. Amen. And, and, and I heard the screaming when they were playing the volleyball. And, and, and my mind went to the story of Jehoshaphat. I heard screaming and I said, wow, they're screaming in the camp. And that was like Brother Tim said for, for a, a ball game. But the story of Jehoshaphat says, it's in, in Chronicles. Oh, I won't take much time on, on that. But he, uh, Jehoshaphat said, and, and he hearkened all ye Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou king. Thus say the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Amen. You shall not need to fight this battle. Amen. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and worshipped the Lord. Amen. The Lord wants... Oh, he, he, he loves to dwell amongst the worship of his people. That's why we welcome thee, O Holy Spirit. Amen. And he continues on to say, and he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, amen. And this morning we have the generals here on the front line. Amen. When you see an army in the natural, the generals are somewhere hidden. But here the generals are on the front line. Come on, army of the Lord. Amen. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Amen. And they appointed, amen, trumpeteers. And as they went out before the army, they say, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. Amen. And the army, all those that were against them, were smitten by their praise. You want to talk about worship? Amen. When I heard you sing and shout, amen, now we're talking, amen, about this great warfare that is going on. Satan try and playing with your mind, amen, but just surrender to God this morning and start praising God. And you see the walls trembling down. That's what it's all about. Amen. So may God bless you. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, I'm under great expectation. And we don't want to debate with Satan. We don't want to negotiate with Satan. Amen. We give him no options. Thus say the word of God. My Lord has set me free. Amen. Glory be to God. Start saying the word. Start confessing the word. And you see God will fight your battle. 
Amen, amen, amen. Certainly counted a great honor to be here standing before the redeemed of the Lord. And I thank Brother Ed, Brother Tom, and the ministry. Amen for their trust and all they have done through the years. For me personally, for my family, for the believers, for the bride all over the world. Amen. We ought to be so happy this morning. No matter whether you're from this church, no matter where you come from. God gives us another opportunity to receive more of Him. Amen, amen, amen. So may God bless you. Amen. And we are at the point of no return. There's no turning back. No turning back. Amen, amen. So let's take our Bibles, our swords. Amen. And this morning I have a message. That's not just for prodigals. That's for every person in here. Every person that is streaming, every person that hears this message, that's from, for every brother, every sister, from the youngest to the oldest. Hallelujah. We're going to have camp, brother Tom. Glory. So let's open our Bibles to Psalms 42. Psalms 42. Say amen when you're there. Amen. Start with verse 1. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. And the word thirsteth in Hebrew, it's arag. And it means it's to long for, to cry for. And Brother Branham, he preached a, a sermon in, in 65 and the 19th of, of September, with, which is entitled Thirst. And he uses exactly the same, the same verse that we read. So we just go a little further. One more scripture reading in Psalm 63. Verse 1, O oh God, Thou art my God. Amen. Early will I seek Thee, Amen. my soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see Thy power and Thy glory, so as I have seen Thee in the sanctuary. Because Thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. And when I remember thee upon my bed. And meditate on thee in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. May God add the blessing to the reading of his word. If we just look before we pray to the word marrow. The marrow, if you look it up in Webster, it is a nourisher and strengthener of the bones. The other, another definition is, it's the best part. He is the best part. He is all that I need. So I can lift up my hands in thy name. Glory, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father. 
Lord, we count it such a great honor and privilege, Father, to be in thy presence. And Lord God, I pray, Father, may you bless each and every one in here this morning. Father, oh, you blessed us last night. We pray, may you renew the strength of thy servant, Brother Tim. And Father God, we say once more, Lord, this camp is a victory camp. And Lord, we won't leave anyone behind us. Lord, we want everyone to be set free. So I pray, Lord, may you take me out of the way. And Father, may you minister to our hearts this morning, Lord. Bless each and every one, Father. Bless all those that have labored, Father. May you give them a special portion, a special blessing. Oh, we pray and ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Tom. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord is so wonderful and so mighty. And maybe you've heard it so many times, but the mind of God is simply perfect. As Brother Tom was standing here, not knowing anything about my notes, amen, but God knows. And He knows what is needed for His people. And and, and as He was speaking, He mentioned, how thirsty are you? That is my title this morning. Hey, I'm under great expectation, believers. Amen. If the mind of God can tell brother Tom, how thirsty are you? There's a great blessing of God for us this morning. Amen. Amen. As for a subtitle, I would like to take, there is free refill. That's why I'm saying that to everybody, the youngest to the oldest, there is free refill. Come on now. So I'm asking you, preach with me. Amen. When the word word is being preached, we want to water it with our praise. Say, Amen. Amen. Thus be it. Amen. So if we just, we read Psalms and we see, Amen, David, who was a man after God's own heart. And if we look to his life, we can say, but he did some wrongs and he did that. But there was one thing. He realized that he needed more of God. He had a thirst in his soul. My thirst, my soul thirsted after thee, O God. Amen. And today, amen, the greatest desire we should have is not just to have a nice camp. Activities can be great. And believe me, yeah, I've seen many years, been here many years. Activities are great. But what what is far more greater is a touch of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So that's all that matters. Amen. So let's not focus on what will happen after. Now is the time to receive from God. Amen. Amen. If you look to King David, he had all he could dream of. He had all the riches you can think of. And in today's language, we would say he was a very successful person. Hmm. He's a great somebody. Because often that's what you know if you don't do this, that, oh, he, that, that person is a great somebody. You know what the world calls great? The Lord calls foolish. Mm-hmm. But David, he knew with all his riches, all his army that he could have, he could never quench the thirst of this soul. Now the soul deepest thirst is for God himself. Who has made us so that we can never be satisfied without Him. 
So no matter how much you try to quench that thirst with the things of the world, you'll never be satisfied. So we might as well be very clear this morning. You will never be satisfied unless you quench that thirst with God. Everyone can say, I need more of God. Everyone can see you and believe you. But God, he knows what's in your heart's desire. You can fool the pastor. You can fool your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad. But you don't fool God. So let's take off our masks now. And be sincere before God. Let's not waste our time. Oh, brother David, I still got time. I'm young. I want to appreciate my life. If you really want to appreciate your life, run to Christ. Because he will come, the word says, in a twinkling of an eye. So let's not put to tonight's service, tomorrow morning service, or next week, next year, what you can have this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this last age, Satan, he's very subtle. All he wants is to keep us away from the word and the power of God. And he wants to trap us by all means. Now, if we look to the natural, Brother Branham, he he spoke about the verse we read. And he says, as the heart panted for the water brook, so my soul thirst after thee, O God. If that deer don't get the water, he's dead. And if you can get to Christ, not the church, the devil tries to put a false thing in you there. Tries to make you satisfied. That great thirst in you by saying, oh yeah, I joined church. I'm in Bible way. I'm in this church, the evening light tabernacle. I'm this, that, or that church. That's just almost as bad as doing something else. I'm Presbyterian, I'm Pentecostal, I'm Catholic, I'm Baptist. That don't mean one thing to God. You can be any church member and go to hell like a Martin in its box. Do you hear me? So it's, we're not, I'm not talking to, to church members now. I'm talking to the royal seed of Abraham. And enough is enough. We draw the line. Except the man be born again, he will in no ways wise enter in. Well, I do this, I do that, I do the other. You need to be born again to enter in. God don't recognize anything else. Except a man be born again of the spirit and of the water, he will in no ways enter in. So it's a clear message, believers. Brother David, it's a simple message. Maybe it is. But it's a capital message. That is the most important thing in our lives. Is the new birth. Hallelujah. Brother Branham, he tells a story of the, about the deer. Amen. And he says, now being a hunter, I'm acquainted with deers. And several of you are hunters. You're acquainted with deers. But I love it how to, how he explains it. He says, amen, I'm acquainted with the action of them. And if you notice, as long as a deer can get to the water, brother, he can revive in a second. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
There is something in a deer that when he gets to the water, his wounds will heal. Mm. His strength comes back. And there is something that is in you. You may be hurt. You may have scarves. You may have had a miserable life so far. Don't you worry. Come to the water and drink. There's free refill. And you will see strength coming back. My scars being healed. So don't give me a cheap excuse. My life this, my life that. God is still the same this morning. You know, brother David, I'm different. Really? As the heart panted for the water brook, so my soul thirsts after thee, O God. Brother Branham says, he is wounded. The hounds of hell is after every one of you. So your story ain't different. Brother David, and I've seen it, believe me. Some young people say, oh, you know, I, I go to these places, but I know what I'm doing. That's where Satan wants you to bring on his ground. No negotiation. I'm a son of God. You're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. We don't need to negotiate. We don't need to discuss. Thus say the word of God. Amen. So the hounds of hell is after every one of you. He only wants to get you away from the shepherd once. Hmm. If only, you know, it's only Wednesday night service. I think I'm going to skip Wednesday night service. You're listening to Satan's subtle lies. You know, brother Tom, brother, it's only one service. One service can be enough. One service can be enough. That's why this camp is a, is a celebration camp. Because there's freedom. When the word is being preached. Amen. We want to embrace the word and say, that is for me. I say, amen. And I don't want to listen to the lies of Satan anymore. Amen. That's what Brother Brown says. He only wants to get you away from the shepherd once. Oh. So don't play that game. Oh, that deer, he has to find Waterbrook or perish. Oh God, he says, let that be our soul today. From the back to the front, let that be our soul today. Wounded, if he can't find a Waterbrook, the hounds will get him pretty soon. But if he can only find that water... If we only can get that kind of life, says Brother Branham. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. May that be the motives of this church this morning. Can we say amen to that? May that be our motives this morning. Amen, amen, amen. May our affections be turned away from the things of the word, the cares of the world. And let's focus on him. How thirsty are you? There's free refill. The hounds of hell is right behind you. 
crippled and wounded by sin. You see, only get away once from the shepherd and you will be crippled. Wounded. Because the hounds of hell are behind every one of you. Brother David, what a message. Well, I want to get you out of this risky situation. Where you think you're smarter than God. The hounds of hell are behind each and every one. But glory be to God. There is a fountain. Oh, where we can drink freely. Amen, 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 amen. Now you've got to find Christ or perish. And when that sort of a desire gets into a man's heart, he will find Christ. When you get into that shape. And that's what these meetings are all about. When we get into that condition. Where it ain't the games that matter. Where the only thing that matters is Christ in me. When the Branham Tabernacle gets to that place. The little isms will drop out the doors. The differences will all be settled out. And Christians will be Christians. We heard Brother Tim preach. There's no place for sissies. Brothers are brothers. Sisters are sisters. We don't want to be shaped after the world. I want to be shaped according to the word. Christians are Christians. Oh, and this will be, I love it. And this will be a spot that will be talked of around the world. When any congregation of people will thirst for God in that manner. Come on, saints. Let us thirst for God in that manner. Brother David, what are you excited about? What am I excited about? I had a life-changing experience. Amen. And it's burning inside of me. And my prayer is for each and every one of you to have the same experience. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, your walk will be different. Your talk will be different. Your songs will be different. Your praise will be different. If you want a reality, how desperate should we be? When you get to a place that you want Christ so bad, you must have him or perish. You can't sleep at night. Not because we want to talk about this song or about that movie or about this or about that. Come on now. You can't sleep at night. Amen. Amen. You can't eat. You've just got to find him. Blessed are you when you hunger and thirst after righteousness. Because you'll find eternal life. I love how Brother Branham says it. When the church gets to that place. That has got to find Christ or die. Until, not until that time. I say... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We don't want to have another camp meeting. We want a revival to break out. Amen. So the way to have a revival is to be so desperate, so thirsty. Oh, brother David, I've been blessed three weeks ago, five years ago. Did you lose your thirst? 
David being such a rich man, he says, my soul thirsted after thee, O God. That's what Satan wants to bring into your mind. I'm satisfied. So young people, how did you come to come this year? Maybe you've never seen Brother David. That doesn't matter at all. I'm a nobody. Try to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Come on now. I'm determined to receive from God. It's a matter of life or death. Romans 8 says, For we know that the whole creation groaned and travailed in pain. Are we groaning? Are we desiring so much more of Christ? Webster says, It's a painful desire. Thirsting for God should be such a... Now, brother David, do I have to have pain? The deer, if it doesn't get to the water, it dies. And believe me, brothers and sisters, if you don't get to Christ, you die. You can be a somebody in school. You can be a somebody at work. But that has no importance. I want to be Christ-like. We know we live in Laodicea. Amen. So it's a dry and desert land. Lukewarm. I'm in the message for so many years. Has the message become common to you? I've been to church all my life. Has it become so common that we lost our thirst for, for more of God? Far be it. Satan tries to fill you with its filth. He tries to replace that thirst with all his dirt. We live in an age where we have so many varieties of drinks. When you go to the grocery store, you found hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drinks. It's amazing. That's the natural. But Satan brings you all kinds of drinks... All kinds of filth to satisfy your thirst. Now, do you know that all drinks, no matter what it is, soda, tea, coffee, juices, they have one thing in common. That is water. Red Bull, there's water in it. I know some of you brothers drink that. But that's the only pure, pure thing. Amen, amen. And we see in the world, that is a thing that is lacking. Right. Scientists say that in 2050, we will be lacking drinking water. Believe me, I'll be gone. <laughs> in a desert, in a dry country land, everything is prickly. Starchy. And that's what the people are without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They become starchy. Prickly. You preach the word. But wait until that satisfaction comes. The satisfaction portion of the fullness of the Holy Ghost comes. 
and then the joy bells of shouting will ring. Amen. Let the bells of victory sound very clear because there is victory in the camp. Let us prophesy again. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you're full with God, you can't be starchy. You can't sit still. When God does something for you, oh yeah, you will shout and scream. I'm not talking about emotion. Amen. I love how Joshua in the skit, he said, amen. When we go this time around the walls, I just don't want any worship. God bless you, brother Joshua. Was it Marco? I think it was, huh? Yeah. Brother Marco, God bless you. I don't want any, any kind of worship. I want worship from the soul. Amen. And our Joshua tells us this morning, when you hear the word of God, I want to respond to that word and say, let it be so, Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. If Jehoshaphat could praise God, amen, when he heard the word of God, amen, he praised and God fought the battle. What about us this morning? He is still the same. The great God Jehovah. Amen, 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 amen. Has, Brother Branham, he continues saying, has he become the very fountain of your life? Or are you trying to push him away and satisfy your longing with the lust of the world? Or any other trick of the enemy? Are you trying to satisfy this longing by joining a church and neglecting the great spiritual birth? Which is the only remedy that you can be saved by. There ain't no shortcuts. There ain't no deviations. There's one way. Be ye born again. Hallelujah. Now. What happens? If a buddy deer comes around. That's how brother Branham calls it. If another buddy deer comes along and says, you know, I know where there is a mud hole down there. (laughs) And if you've got some buddies, so-called buddies, say, come on, join us. If those buddies take you away from the word of God, there are no buddies. Brothers and sisters. Oh, you know, it's just for one. And and I know, I know my position. Be careful. Satan is subtle. He ain't a buddy dear there. He's a trick of Satan trying to trap you. We don't want to go to a mud hole. We want the pure water of God. Amen. Oh, and there is nothing that can satisfy that thirst. That is in a human being until God comes in. You must have it or die. And no person has a right to try to hush or satisfy that holy thirst that is in him. It's ungodly to do so. If you're thirsting for God, there's only one thing that can satisfy it. That's to meet God. That's what these meetings are all about. Well, brother, brother David, yesterday was wonderful, and it was.
But don't listen to the reasoning of Satan saying, oh, I had my blessing yesterday. There's free refill. You know, us Europeans, when you go to a restaurant, you pay for a Coke, there's no free refill. So the first time years ago, I came here, free refill. Ask my kids, free refill. Oh, that's the natural. What about the spiritual? There's so many blessings. All that are here for you. How thirsty are you? Now, Brother Branham, he warns us. And he says, if you're thirsting for God, be sure it's God you found. He's warning us here now that Satan, the hounds of hell are behind us. And you can be sincere. Yeah, I'm thirsting for God. But Satan will come and try to give you something to satisfy that thirst. Be certain you found, you find God. Okay? He will simply try to make a way so that you're satisfied. Don't be satisfied unless you have Christ. Unless you have a born again experience. Now, we don't want to take that lightly. Our attitude determines the results. Satan will do all he can to give you mind battles. He'll do all he can to stop you from coming to Christ. Remember those that were there last Sunday about this plane. It is a struggle. Amen. To reach that barrier once it gets beyond the sound barrier. So I know several of you were here at the altar. And there's a great battle going on when the word is being preached. But the word is still almighty. Amen. And But Satan, he will come and say, no, don't go to the altar. You don't need to go to the altar. And what if, what if brother Tom or brother Ed sees you, know, you going to the altar? What does it matter? The deer has one desire. It needs to find water or it'll die. So no matter who or what may think anybody, I want to come to God for more of him. Don't let Satan play with your mind. We run to Christ. God still gives us the opportunity to run to Christ, to be filled with him. How thirsty are you? Mm -hmm. Now we see that Satan, he tries to pervert, pervert this satisfying of the soul, that thirst of the soul. He tries to give you everything to satisfy it. Amen. And he continues. Everything is perverted. Brother Tim gave us stats. I was blown away. He gave us stats. That's reality. So there's nothing in this world. There's nothing that Satan can give you to satisfy your thirsty soul. But what is being preached here is nothing but the word of God, the pure word of God. That's the only thing that can satisfy your hungry soul. So Satan perverted everything. He has perverted so gradual until it's become the most deceitful age that that any human being ever lived in. 
So it is a dry and desert place. This scripture applies to today. Completely dry. Oh yeah, people can do all kinds of things. But they're so dry. So dry. Blessed are we believers. To be sitting in his presence. Let's never take that for granted. Never take the word of God. So it's common to me. Now we know. There's a control tower. Of the soul. (laughs) And there's one for the body. And many times these war one against the other. What's the great trouble today? Too many people try to live between those two desires. You cannot be sitting on the middle of the fence. Brother Tim, remember this. Either you serve God or you serve Satan. There's no in between. Up to us to choose. How thirsty are you? Thirst is a natural thing. It's just simply something that God has given us. Given a desire. And that's the control. There's a control tower to that desire. And this thirst, this control tower. That sets where? In the, in the man's heart. Is something, something that God gave him. To warn him of the desires that is needful for him. What is needful? Not what you think. That's where Satan's playground is. That's the control tower I want to listen to. That's what is needful for me. Give me more of you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And we know the story about the Indian. Amen. That says, I have two dogs in me. A white one and a black one. Brother Bram says, oh yeah. And which one? Wins the battle. I want to do right and doing wrong. And there's a white and a black dog. So the chief says. What matters is the one that I feed the most. Uh huh. So little bride. What are you feeding on? Feeding on Facebook. Twitter. Internet. Films. Snapchat. All this junk of Satan. It is. Brother David, we heard preach against it. Satan tries one thing to get you away from the shepherd only one time. He's the great shepherd. He is the great shepherd. So he gives all this junk to keep you busy. I think I mentioned it last last meeting. Busy means being under Satan's yoke. Or are you feeding on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man? That's what matters. That's all that matters. To be filled with Him and Him alone. The word of God tells us that we we must be born again. There is no other way. Brother David, you know my character, my past, my family. I was born so and so. And it's true, I don't know all you families. But Brother Branham, he gives us an example in a paradox. He says, now the genes in the father and the mother of this boy, no matter how much they are converted, still remains the flesh that's been interbrewed out to this boy. 
Therefore, the boy has got a complex in him. Listen now. Just like from his mother's family. And they are not forgiving. They will not apologize. And that's where that boy stands. I said to the father, no no matter how you've raised him up. Now look at your family, to the mother. They're a bunch of people. They're very independent, irreverent to religion. Hmm. You're the only one of all your sisters, then he says, Brother Branham, talking to the mother. Of all your sisters and brothers, and you are sweet, kind, and forgiving. What does that? So don't give me the excuse, my mom is like that, my dad is like that. Brother Branham said, I'm the son of, yeah, my father, he's an alcoholic. Satan will give you all kinds of excuses. But don't give me excuses. Take the word of God. What makes that? You're sweet. You have received the Holy Ghost. That's the thing that made you tender and sweet. It's not your people anymore. It's your Christ that lives in you. And I said to the boy, look at your family. Practically all of them are drunks and so forth. And how moody and high tempered and high strung. He talks to the father now. But you're not. You're kind of forgiving. What is it? The Holy Spirit. You're no more what you are. It's Christ in you. And he continues now. He he brings it to their, their son now. And I'm bringing it to you all now. Now that same thing has to happen to your son. The father says, oh, I know. My son, he went to the altar. We baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Bram says, that may be all right. All the outward motions. He might be identified as a believer with the believers. But until he is regenerated, born again. I'd advise that young man to never marry a woman. He'll make hell on earth for her. Until that gentle, sweet, forgiving spirit of Christ comes in. That's only... The only thing that matters is for him to come in. Until Christ comes in. And he continues to say, in his intellectuals, he's trying his best to overcome. He can do it. (laughs) That's strong. He can do it. Because the battle is the Lord's. Listen now. He'll never overcome it. Oh, brother David. It ain't done yet. Christ will have to overcome it. When he lets Christ in, then he's already overcome then. So just let Christ come in. Amen. And you'll see a life, your life being completely changed. Brother John. We'll do things a little different today. It's camp. Yeah. 
Brother David, what do we have here? A vessel. The Bible talks about there are vessels of honor. And I refer to 2 Timothy 2.20 or Romans 9.21. There are vessels of honor and dishonor. I want to be a vessel of honor. So here we have a vessel. And inside, yes, there are ping pong balls. But they represent something. 2 Timothy 3.2 speaks about the last days. How the people would be. And we heard last night that all these little things, you can call them little, but a little demon is a demon. So all this is what? Lovers of themselves. Covetous. Boasters. Proudness. Disobedience. Unthankfulness. I just wrote a few down here. Heading it. Well, Brother David, I don't have all this inside of me. Don't worry. We'll come to it. Jealousy. Rebellion. Lust. Selfishness. Hot-tempered. Aggressive. Bitterness. Complexes. Frustration. Social media addict. Stubbornness. Religion spirits. Okay, that is the vessel. And now there can be only one ping pong ball in the vessel, or many, but there's only one remedy. That is to be filled with the water of God. So now what happens? Satan is subtle. You go to church. I felt good, Brother Tom, listening to the word. It was good. It was very good. And I went last Sunday. I think I'll stop. Hmm. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, Brother Tom. They told me to come and hear the word, and nothing happened. Subtle Satan. But let me tell you, stupid Satan. What we need to do is to continue. Every good thing is good as long as we keep on doing it. If you want to go strong, grow strong, is read your Bible. Pray every day. That you may... Grow strong. So, okay, brother David, I continue. As long as you keep, you know, feeling on the word of God, normally something should happen. Something should happen. Hey, that's what it, they were stuck. Sorry. So if you keep on feeding on the word of God, what will happen it's all these ping pong balls representing, now I'm going to help because of the heat, they were stuck. You see, they're coming. That's what we need. Listen now, Satan will come around 
And he will tell you, you ain't what you, what you were. That's Laodicea. You become lukewarm. Because there's still, if I ask anybody in the back, what do you see? Do you see that part here? Thank you, brother. I don't know who said no. You still see ping pong balls here. But keep on drinking of God. The fountain that never runs dry. And what happens? They will all go out. I'm helping now for the sake of time. Listen. The good thing, I love that part. Now you don't see any more orange, do you? The good thing is when you're filled with Christ, Satan will come around. You know, he can try, but he can only stay on the surface. The word of God tells us, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So that's the good news, brothers and sisters. Satan can come around, but unless you fill with his presence, amen, he has no more impact on you. And that's what these meetings are all about. Brother Brandon says, water is Christ, his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In the message, a prisoner. A prisoner. Brother, Brother Tim mentioned, prison is protection. <laughs> I'd like to make this statement. God always has to take any man that will serve him truly to be his prisoner. A man has to surrender every ambition he's got. Everything that he is, everything, his life, soul, body, will, ambitions, and everything else. And become a complete prisoner to Christ, who is the word to serve God. God is looking for prisoners. He's always done it. You might search it through the scripture. A man has to be a prisoner to Christ against anything. Therefore... You cannot be connected with anything but Christ. And here we are living in a connected age. Some of you have two phones. Or a mobile phone, an iPad. Sorry. Or any kind of pad. But what matters here... You cannot be connected with anything but Christ. Then God can use you. Until then, He can't. When God gets you to be His prisoner, then you can do nothing but what the Spirit says do. Paul, with all his great intellects, he was taught by Gamaliel to be a great priest or rabbi someday. And he had high ambitions. So with his great intellect, he still needed the fire of God. You know what? Fire is still the oldest type of sterilization. And we need the fire of the Holy Ghost in our lives to burn out everything that is contrary 
to his word. Now, he had high ambitions. You know, ambition and adoption begins with the letter A. But adoption is the ambition of God for you. So my ambition here has is of none importance. I want to be connected to Christ. He was intellectually a great man, great authority, great man in the nation. But he had to sacrifice every bit of it to become part of God. To express Jesus Christ. Moses, his intellectuals, he had to lose them in order to find Christ. So don't come with your high-minded intellect. Or your artificial intellect. That's now the daily thing. We're going to write some algorithms and... You know, oh yeah, they do. They do a lot of things. But believe me, artificial intelligence, if you ask the question, can a man walk on water? (laughs) No. Because the law of gravity says that you will sink. But hey, let me talk to you about my Lord God Almighty. Therefore, you cannot rely on your intellect. You cannot rely on artificial intelligence. Amen. He is my intellect. He is my all in all. Glory. Moses. He had to have a life changing experience. Amen. Amen. And it's only when he got that experience. Amen. When he met the pillar of fire. That he could go out. Amen. And call for flies. And flies came into creation. Because he had a prisoner that Pharaoh couldn't pay off with nothing. Satan will come around and try to pay off. Why don't you come? You'll be famous. You'll have much money. Oh, you'll be the man. You'll have all the fashion clothing. Oh, you... Fashion clothing? Junk clothing, yeah? I want to be connected to Christ. So I don't want to be paid off by anything. Pharaoh couldn't pay off with nothing. Nobody else could turn him no way. He was a complete prisoner in the chains of God's word. Bound up only to thus saith the Lord. The people were all the same. But when Moses saw them after the experience with the pillar of fire, what did he see? I'm asking you the question. What did he see? He saw a free people. (laughs) And this morning I see a free people in front of me. That respond to the word of God. That are thirsting in their soul. In a dry desert land. But they hear the word. And they come drink. And drink. And drink. To be completely filled with his power. Pharaoh saw only slaves. Pharaoh every morning saw only slaves. But Moses saw. There's victory in the camp. And there's victory in this camp. 
Amen. Thus said the word of God. Amen. He is still the God that delivers. He is still the God that fills, that seals with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And that's God's plan for his bride. God sent in our generation a prophet. Amen, amen, amen. And God sent Melchizedek went to meet Abraham and Sarah. He gave them a message. Glory. That message transformed their bodies. And God gave us a message. Let that message never become common to us. Because that's the word of God. That is transforming us. This word is transforming me. Changing me. Molding me. Into his image. Revelation 21, and he said unto me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto you, unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. That's God's desire. And we need to be washed by the water of the word. How thirsty are you this morning? Listen. The same water that softens the potato hardens the egg. (laughs) Hallelujah. That is shouting material. (laughs) The same water. That softens the potato. Hardens the egg. It's about what you are made of. Not the circumstances or the situation. When the word of God is being preached to the royal seed of God, something is happening to others. It flies way above them. For me, it is life-changing. Give me more of God. Hallelujah. The woman at the well. A few more moments. I'm still in my time. The woman at the well. Her situation was bad. She was not the kind of person. That was perfect. And then she met the master. Jesus had a need to go through Samaria. There was a seed laying there. And God had to go there. Brother Tim, he spoke about legion. Here we speak about another predestinated seed. And this morning he has need to come through Bible Way Camp. Because there are some souls that are thirsting for more of God. And thirsting, remember, is a painful desire. It's a ma- it's life or death. It's such a painful desire that I cannot eat. I cannot sleep. I want to find God. John 4.13 says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. 
Now, does that mean that she never drank again? Mm-mm. That was naturally. But Jesus was speaking spiritually. If you drink of my water, if you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. And what was her reply? The woman said unto him, Sir, give me of this water that I thirst not. Amen. And this morning, how thirsty are we? How thirsty are we? Have we been sitting in church for 50, 60, or I don't know, 20 years or 5 years? That we're not thirsting anymore? Far be it! The woman replied, she knew she wasn't perfect. She knew she had lots of those in her life. But then she said, let me give, let, let, give me this water that I thirst no more. And the only water that can quench a thirsting soul is the Lord God Almighty. Give me of the water. She didn't go on Facebook to ask the general opinion. Let me contact a little friend. I have 2,700 or 25,000 connecting friends, so-called. I'll ask their opinion. No. She replied to the word of God. Give me of this water that I thirst no more. Oh, hallelujah. This is the water that I want to be filled with. Young people, that's the water that we should desire. The Holy Ghost. To be filled with Him and nothing else. In the beginning, I'm going to skip that part, but this water. In the beginning, God, He was this great big fountain of seven colors. Hallelujah. He became from spirit. The great fountains of the rainbow of God who had no beginning, no end. That whole big rainbow had become in a theophany. And then the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Come on now. He is this inexhaustible fountain. Inexhaustible fountain. So you can drink. There's free refill. Hallelujah. All that God was, he poured into Christ. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And Jesus says in John 7, in the last days, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's what I need for my life. That's what we need for our lives. The devil, he don't care how much you can shout. If your heart's desire is not right. The only thing he doesn't want you is to drink. See, Brother says, you come and drink. That's what this meeting is for now, for you to drink. Hey, it's your responsibility. Plenty of God to be given, but our desire determines the result. 
plenty to be given. It's an inexhaustible fountain. Try to exhaust God. It's impossible. How do I do that, Brother David? Hey, we just heard Brother Branham say, that's what this meeting is for now. If we get ourselves lined up with the word of God and hold on to it, what can I do, Brother Branham? What can I do to be lined up with the word of God? Just take it in your heart and believe it with all your heart. He is the inexhaustible fountain of eternal life. To make manifested any divine promise of his Bible. To who? To anybody that'll believe it. Yes, sir. The only thing you do is drink. Come to the fountain and drink. Drink until you're satisfied. You cannot exhaust him. The message can be clear. You cannot exhaust him. I know he is here. I know he'll do the exceedingly abundantly if we'll just let him do it. You know what? A great thirst is a great joy when quenched in time. So let's not wait until tomorrow, the following week, the next year. Come and drink now. There's plenty to be given. Are you satisfied with what you have? How could you? I want more of God. I want more of God every day in my life. And that's what this meeting is about for us to come and drink. And we have to make a complete surrender. The word of God tells us that he wants to fill every fiber of our body. Every fiber. I'll come back on that in a few seconds. We must lean upon God and God alone. Amen. As long as I got myself, uh, uh, some of myself in there, then God cannot do it. Brother Branham himself, he says, he's the one talking about himself that gets lazy. <laughs> and until I can get out of the way, that's where God can do things that I don't even know anything about. That's what God wants for us. We keep God out of our lives because of our own selves. Don't put it on the preacher. Don't put it on God. Because of our own selves. But the good news, there's free refill. Glory be to God. I'm soon going to be closing now. How many know the story about a young man, Glenn Cunningham? Anybody heard that story? A few have. Good. Then I'm not repeating it. You know, it's new. This man, young man, they call him also the Kansas Flyer. This little boy, he went into a country schoolhouse and it was heated by an old fashioned pot belly coal stove. And this eight year old boy named Glenn Cunningham had the job of coming to school early every day. So that he could use kerosene to start a fire and warm the room before his teacher and his classmates arrived. So every day he ran to school to heat up the school, the class. Now, one day, somebody had changed the container 
of kerosene and used and filled it with gasoline. And disaster struck. The class and the teacher arrived to find the schoolhouse engulfed in flames. Terrified on realizing that Glenn was inside. They rushed and, then, and managed to drag him. The unconscious little boy out of the flaming building. He had major burns. All, all over the lower part of his body. He was brought to the hospital. The doctor told his mother that her son would surely die. Which was for the best. Really for the terrible fire had devastated the lower half of his body. But that brave boy didn't want to die. Glenn made up his mind that he would survive. He was determined. And somehow to the amazement of the physicians he did survive. Yet when the mortal danger was passed, he again heard the doctor and his mother speaking quietly. The mother was told that since the fire had destroyed so much flesh in the lower part of his body, that it would almost be better that he died. Since he was doomed to have a lifetime crippled in a wheelchair. But he made up his mind. He wouldn't be crippled. He would walk. And I don't go, go in all the details. The story is wonderful. The, the flesh was completely m- melted in a way. It was impossible to use his limbs. But he was determined. Ultimately, he was released from the hospital. And his mom and dad had to massage his legs. There was no feeling, no control, nothing. Yet his determination that he would walk was as strong as ever. Hallelujah. He wasn't in bed when, and he, he, if he wasn't in bed, he was confined to the wheelchair. And one sunny day, his mother wheeled him out of the yard, out into the yard to get some fresh air. This day, now I'm saying this day, instead of sitting there, he threw himself from the chair. Glenn pulled himself across the grass, dragging his legs behind him. He worked his way to the white picket fence bordering their lot. With great effort, he raised himself up the fence. Then, stake by stake, he began dragging himself along the fence. Resolved that he would walk. He started to do that every single day. Ultimately, through his daily massages, Glenn's iron persistence and his resolute determination he did develop the ability first to stand up then to walk haltingly with help then to walk by himself and then miraculously to run Mm, don't give up don't give up i am determined this day Glenn began to run to school. He ran for the sheer joy of running and being able to run. He ran everywhere that he could. The people in his town would often see him run by by his own way. Having a huge smile on his face. Oh, believe me. When you take of this water, you will never thirst again. You have a big smiling face. 
And God wants to give so much more to each and every one. Now this little boy. He had a positive attitude. As strong as a, as well as a strong religion. His favorite Bible verse was Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, wing, with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Cunningham Glenn competed in the 1500 meter event in the 1932 and 1936 Summer Olympics. He finished fourth and second. Glenn competed in the 1500 meter event. Um, No, in 32, Cunningham won the Sullivan Medal. In 34, he set the world record for the Maron at 4.06, which stood for three years. And he also set a world record in the 800 meter in 1936 and the indoor mile in 1938. Come on. Here's a boy. Burned. Doctors gave up on him. Many people may have given up on you. Satan may repeatedly say to you, you're a nobody. You're not worth it. Don't listen to the lies. That boy was determined. And he went to the Olympics. He got records. Because he was determined that he was going to walk. And I pray this morning that you are determined to come and drink of the water that he gives freely. That's what it's all about. God's strategy is to take empty vessels and shake the world with them. Empty vessels. No orange ping pong balls. Emptied of ourselves. But filled with the Holy Ghost. Why don't we stand? Musicians. That's what we need today is empty vessels. So God can fill them up. God cannot use you. As long as you're filled up. With yourself. Or with anything. That is contrary to his word. Brother Branham gives us a quote. and says the only thing a tree has to do. That is planted by that water. Is to drink. Drink. And spread out. Drink. Drink. And spread out. Do you want to be a cactus. In a desert land. No. I don't want to be starchy. I don't want to be prickly. I want to praise God, hallelujah, where the water of God is flowing, 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 so it can spread out, spread out. You can play softly, Father. In Europe, the last month, two months, we had a heat wave. You know what the message was they gave to everyone? Young and old 
even if you don't feel like drinking, drink anyhow. And that's what Laodicea is all about. Satan wants to satisfy you with something, telling you you don't need to drink. But come drink of the fountain of living water. That's what we need. Even if you don't, if you don't feel like drinking, the word has been spoken. Come and drink. This isn't a fountain that that can never run dry. We need a revival, says Brother Branham. We need a digging time. Dig, dig. The deeper you dig, the more water you're going to get. Get down to where the water can really come pouring out of Emmanuel's veins. Today, he says, we, we know we need a revival. We know we need a stirring amongst us. And it'll not take a doctor of divinity. It'll take a weeks, not weeks like in weeks, W-E-A-K-S. And I'm bringing back now to the deer. The deer, when it gets to the water, been bit by the hounds, maybe struggling. It is all weak. It is all weak when it comes to the water. But if it can only get to that water, it'll revive in a moment. So no matter how you feel this morning, you may feel weak, you may feel not worthy. Come to Christ. He can revive you in a moment. Don't think you're too strong. You're above that. No, you're not. He wants weeks, weak people to come. People that are empty vessels. Come, Lord. I want a free refill. I am so thirsty. I want more of you, Lord God. There is so much more that God wants to give us. So why not just take it and say, thank you, Jesus. We are here to tell you, we, the ministry, are here. The pastor, preacher, keep on saying, we are here to say, taste and see. How the glory of God is good. Hallelujah. May God cap us this morning with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filled with what? Filled with the Holy Ghost, which is our satisfying portion. Is He your satisfying portion? That's the main thing. That you're filled with Christ. Isaiah 55 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Don't think 
by, oh, it's noon. Food is going to get cold. I have such a hunger and a thirst. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I want more of God. My soul thirsted for thee, O God. So I cry out to God. While you are near. I was thinking. We were talking with Brother Tim, Brother Timothy about. The mosquitoes. How they. Go and bite one person and not the other one. Brother Tim said it's because of the royal blood. But you know what? I don't care what blood, O plus, O minus, doesn't matter. I want to be so full of the Holy Spirit. When a mosquito comes, bites me, it flies away singing, There is power in the blood. That's where God, through his messenger, says, filled to every fiber. Come on now. I'm saying nothing but the word of God. It might sound funny. But that's how I want to be filled with God. And I don't want to settle for anything less. Full of God. But it's up to you. Do you want to come and taste and see how God is good? Do we want to fully surrender to Him? That's what this camp is about. That we go home transformed by the power of God. I don't care if my shirt matches my pants. If my jacket matches my tie brother Branham says I want my experience come on now I want my experience to match the word of God and God spoke to us last night God spoke to us this morning oh my soul longer for thee oh God come and drink just drink during these whole meetings. Drink, 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 drink. That your joy may be full. Hallelujah. May God bless you. Let's sing that song. Taste and see how the Lord is good. Taste and see.